This is Rachel Friedman, and you are listening to The Wellness Boss. To really compete in the wellness industry, you have to have a fully integrated business. That's why each week, I will be answering your questions, sharing my stories, giving you tips and advice on how to create a business you love and that makes money. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Wellness Boss. I am over the moon, so excited today to have another guest. Um, This guest is seriously like the most incredible young woman ever. Actually, I don't even know how old she is, but to me, she looks super young. So in my mind, she's like 20. She's probably closer to 30 um, because she's kind of like me when I was in my 20s. Like I'd go get my nails done in the Asian ladies, not to be like, whatever. Most of the people at the salons, yeah. right, are Asian. And they'd be like, oh, you 15, 16. I'd be like, no, 30. Anyway. <laughs> All good. I'd be like, nope, have a baby. Um, anyways, so I'm super excited to have Sarah Gimmel on the podcast today. Um, Sarah and I have worked a little bit together and she has a really impressive business that I'm excited for her to share with you guys today. Um, so anyways, without further ado, I'm going to let Sarah introduce herself. I find that um, when I introduce people, like I ramble, 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 and um, yeah, they're more succinct about it. <laughs> That's so funny that you say it because I feel like I ramble. And I'm like, okay, we're at minute three and a half. I got 30 seconds. Um. <laughs> no, take as long as you want, Sarah. Oh, and I do want to mention that if you're listening right now, I actually met Sarah um, in a networking um, group. Actually, Sarah and I met online and she invited me to a networking group, which is even cooler. And I joined. And I have to say this, I shared this in the networking group the other day. We were talking about like what we love about it we had an open house and Sarah has created a group where it's just really comfortable. You feel like you're just meeting with a group of friends. It does not feel salesy. It does not feel pushy. Um, it, it just doesn't have any of that icky, I guess. That's such a, you know, um, exquisite word there, icky. <gasps> right. Fancy word. Very high level. <laughs> high level language here. Yes. Very high level. Um, anyone who knows me, high level me, probably don't necessarily in terms of language go together. More like fuck you. Um, <laughs> fuck you, but word fuck. Right. Anyway, so um, I met Sarah really through this networking group that she created. And if you are a business owner, it's called Badass Women in Business, and you should really check it out. So I'm just going to pitch that real quick for you, Sarah, in case you don't. Because um, I know that's not Sarah's main business, but <laughs> it's just such a wonderful, amazing group. Anyways, okay, Sarah, go for it. Tell them about you. Well, uh, one, I appreciate the plug. So uh, <laughs> that was wonderful. Um, but I'm Sarah Gemmel. I'm a life and fitness coach. Um, basically, I'm a personal trainer with a degree in psychology, a background in counseling. So um, when I was first leaving college, actually back, all the way back to high school, like I knew I wanted to be an addictions counselor. That's like the only thing I ever wanted to do. Right. And I did that. I graduated with a degree in psych and I went directly into addictions counseling. But then um, I went through a divorce in 2016 and I was working in social services per normal. Right. And like I loved working with my students and like the actual job itself. But I found that working for like the corporate, like tracking numbers and they were just like not there to help people, you know. 
Mm-hmm. I really, I was struggling with that before my divorce, but then when I went through my divorce, I was like, okay, like this is way too much for me. Like something has to give. And I actually ended up quitting that job to become a, a waitress while I went to school to be a personal trainer. And I went to this local gym and I was like, Hey, will you hire me? And they were like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And that's what kind of started me into fitness. And it was just kind of a seamless transition for me because I had been doing fitness on my own. Uh, but I had also been doing fitness as part of my drug and alcohol education program. I was like, okay, instead of coping with weed, let's learn how to cope with exercise, you know? And um, so it was a pretty seamless transition. So that's how I got into the fitness space. And now because of COVID, I'm completely virtual. And it's actually been a, a blessing in disguise in that aspect because I would have never had that push to go 100% virtual because of all the fear that I had around it, all the resistance, all the like, oh, what's going to happen? I'm not good enough. It, you know, I was making most of my money in the gym. So when COVID happened and I went 100% virtual, I ended up building this virtual fitness studio. And it's just like, I, I think I've told you this before. I have never understood this idea of like, do what's in alignment with you. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm just going to keep training my clients over here. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I like, I liked what I did. I loved my clients. I was, I'm a really, really good trainer. I really am. I'm an ex, like exceptional trainer. So I'm like, okay, cool. But then when I did this online fitness studio, I finally like understood the idea of like, wait a minute, like I'm good at it, but now it's actually in alignment with me. Like this is something that I can see. 10 years from now. And this is something that I can see on a scalable level. Right. And in the, the, I would say like the dreaming, that's not a good word, but I think like the imagination started to go wild with where it could go. And that's super exciting. Yeah. So, um, anyway, long story long, I now run this virtual fitness studio (laughs) and I have, um, eight instructors who work for me. I have an entire admin team. I have clients all over the world. And really what we're doing is we're we're bridging this gap in the online fitness space where there's not a lot of coaching support or accountability, right? A lot of the online fitness spaces that you see on this level, right? Where it's a whole team of people and a whole membership site and it's like very robust. You don't see this level of accountability or time spent on, on clients, right? Because they're, they're um, producing and selling to the masses to keep their profit margin large, which from a business perspective is great. But from a client perspective, there's a, a very large percentage of clients who don't get what they need to get out of it. They need more accountability. They need more hands-on. <laughs> yes. And like, if you're over there doing, I won't say any names, but you know, the, the membership, uh, the fitness memberships where you just get all these videos and you do them on your own. If you're doing really well with those, that's great. There's a lot of people they work really well for. I work specifically with the people who that does not work well for. They want that sense of community. They want to be a, a person, not a number. They want someone to correct their form. And I will tell you right now, I am a trainer and I still want other trainers to check my form. Like you're never done. <laughs> You know, with, with form correction, I actually had a, call, a lady say that to me once. I was like, my form is fine. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, like, then that's not the kind of person we're helping. You know, if you, if you, if you feel that way, but we're, we're really helping the type of uh, woman specifically. We work really well with like entrepreneurs, network marketers, women in corporate America who just need that like hands-on coaching. 
So now I have this, um, we, we have these live classes that happen virtually, but we also have accountability coaches. So now I'm building this team of coaches who can build their business, build their coaching business on my platform. I love that. Yeah, they build their own team of clients using my, um, my coaching resources and my workout classes and my membership portal, but they're the coach, right? They're the person that you're checking in with and they're the person you're building a relationship with. And they do like, they learn their marketing and their social media strategy and all that stuff. And it's really cool to kind of be over here teaching them how to grow a business, right? While also growing my business and being a fitness coach somewhere in mixed in there, right? And then um, in addition to that, I run the networking group. I take care of three horses full time. I'm a cat mom. I'm a bonus mom. I have two step kids. Um, and like, uh, you know, that's pretty much my time. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit there. Yes, like work versus kids and my man. <laughs> like that, that is- oh, he's on the bottom of the list. Yeah, it's okay. He knows. <laughs> hey, Sarah, I don't know if we've ever shared our story. Like, I don't know if I've ever heard that whole story, but our stories are almost identical. Yes. So um, I, I started to pick up on that when you and I had a meeting a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I started as a social worker got burnt out, took a personal training, went back to GW, got a personal training, like to be an exercise physiologist, started working at a gym, walked in and was like, Hey, hire me. I mean, it's like, this is ridiculous. They were like, sure. Built a business, did that for eight years as a personal trainer. And then I landed in the yoga journey, which then has landed me where I am today. I mean, obviously I've got some years on you, but oh my God, that's crazy. I knew we had some things, like some similarities. I didn't realize how similar yeah. that is. That's wild. Um, and also I'm 28. I'll be 29 in September. <laughs> well, you're a baby in my eyes, but. Yeah. And I'm glad I look like I'm 20. You know, I'll appreciate of that. Course. I don't get carded anymore though. I do have to say, I don't get carded anymore. Yeah. But I feel like I look old to some people. <sighs> I don't think you look old at all. Um, I recently people used to always tell me how young I looked and recently I think people are like no you look your age and I'm like damn it I'm like if you guys could see me right now I'm like giving the middle finger but like no whatever I guess it was about time um anyways so Sarah you have this amazing platform where people just come they log in it's a live class you or your coaches are able to help them show them like like how, how do you help them like with form? Like, do you speak directly to each person? Like how many people are in these classes in general? Yeah, so we All the people. Small class sizes. So our max is 20 per, um, uh, per class. But right now with the nature of our, uh, our clientele and our membership and all that stuff, I would say we average anywhere between five and 10 people in a class. Okay. So it's still really small. And the cool thing, like, so me as an instructor, right, I'm looking at my computer screen on Zoom and I leave it on grid view so I can see everyone at a glance. And it, it's not, it's not fair to compare what I do to like a beach body workout, right? Because it's not a workout video. Yeah. It's more of, I compare it to a small group personal training session in the gym. So when you go into the gym, you pay, say, $25 to $45 an hour to share that hour with, say, four other people. And it's like, here's the workout, but I'm going to make sure that you get what you need. And this person is doing this modification and this person's over here and I'm walking around. 
checking on you, you know, coaching you. So it's not um, a workout video. It's also not a group exercise class, right? Because in group exercise, the instructors at the front of the room also yes. do like, the workout and you're in a large group form is a little bit more important in group exercise than video, but still not a, a primary focus. So I, I did kind of compare mine to small group personal training that just so happens to happen on Zoom. And we can check them. Um, now, my clients are not required to have video on because that's an important thing. Like uh, some people, some mm -hmm. women will come and they're like, um, do I have to have my video on? Like, can I try it first with no video? It's like, hell yes, you can do whatever feels good. But just know if, the, if you want that support, turn your video on, we can see you. And I, I'll have to tell you, I, I think every single client who has started off with video off is now video on. Some of them take a couple sessions. Some of them are halfway through the first session. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I'm good. Like, you know, you get into this room, you realize that no one's watching you because they're watching the instructor. They're busy trying to figure it out themselves. Exactly. Like, they're, you know, not that they don't give a shit about you, but they don't. Right? Like, they're not paying any attention to you. But the other thing, the really positive feedback that I've been really happy about is like, when you come into the room, you realize that there's other women who look like you. So whether it's you're on the uh, skinnier side, you identify on the thicker side. If you're if you're afraid that you're going to come into this fitness class and it's going to be all these like fit chicks, it's not like that. You know what I mean? Or I know like girls who are underweight struggle too with body image because people will tell them they're disgusting and go eat a burger and you don't need to be working out. They deal with their own judgment too. So it's nice to come in and realize that we have all different body types and no one gives a shit because I don't tolerate it. I will tell you right now, I think most of my clients just know and people who meet me just know, like, just don't even try me. Like, we're not going to play that game. Sarah doesn't do that. And if you do do that, you're probably not ending up in my membership. Like, you're probably not ending up with me as, you know, your coach. because We just don't do that around here, you know, so... I love that. It's so not needed. It's not necessary. I mean, it's just, no. just BS. So I'm curious, or I want my, I want my listeners to know, because <laughs> so, I'm sure there's people out there listening right now. Like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I need this. I want this. Um, yeah. Anyways, I, I mean, they'd be crazy. Not right. Sarah? <laughs> I, mean, I think so. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you should think about it. Right. Absolutely. So they join in Zoom, you watch them. So do they need equipment at home? Like, do you tell them what they need to buy in advance? That's actually, that's a really common question I get too, because in COVID, it was like good freaking luck trying to find equipment, right? right? Um, so the the short answer is no, there's nothing that you really need because, because it's a live class. We can just modify to whatever you have, right? So we have um, a mix of classes. So we have strength-based classes, we have cardio-based classes, and we have like recovery yoga type classes. So depending on what you sign up for, most of our cardio classes are body weight. You don't need anything. Mm -hmm. The classes that are more strength-based, you can use a variety of things. So if you have like a dumbbell or a kettlebell or a barbell or, you know, anything like that, that's fine. If you choose to use bands, that's also fine. But if you're like, I don't have anything, we will kind of coach you to like use water bottles are really good for bar class, um, like paint cans or gallons of water for like heavier strength training. Wow. So there's ways that you can make it work. Some people laugh at me. They're like, Sarah, that's so ghetto, like a bag full of books. And I'm like, listen, I get that it's a little weird. It, it doesn't look pretty, 
but it's works exactly it works and it's going to get you started right and then when once you get into the routine of you really like bar class or you really like strength training then yeah you can go to the target or five below here's a plug for five below in the dollar general they started carrying workout equipment if anyone needs any um but like once you get comfortable you can start building but I, that's not something that holds you back. The only class we have um, that requires a specific piece of equipment is our suspension trainer class. And I am the only virtual fitness studio offering virtual uh, suspension trainer classes where you actually get coaching. And I sell my own because I wasn't going to, um, TRX is the major brand. Okay. You know what a TRX is. Yeah. So TRX is actually a brand of suspension trainers. So I don't use the term TRX straps because TRX is not the brand I associate with, but that's what most people know it as if you go to the gym at all. Um, But I decided last summer, I was just going to make my own suspension trainers. They're hot pink. They're branded to my business. I I sell them at like, I don't do that particular piece of my business to make any kind of money. I just really wanted to offer the class. So, um, that's like the only class that's very specific, like piece of equipment, but that is probably one of my favorite classes. It's such a good workout. And if you don't have a suspension trainer, get one because it's like a body weight workout, but you don't need to buy new equipment as you get stronger. You can just change your foot placement to make it more or less intense. So you don't have to keep buying new equipment. Cause if you that's get, awesome. yeah, if you get five pound dumbbells, it's going to be too heavy for bar, but too light once you do, you know, a month of strength training. So, yeah. Like, what's your favorite part? Of the, uh, of like my business? Yeah. I think, so this is interesting. The, the thing I've kind of identified this year is I think the my favorite part is bringing people together, mm. right? Like, I love bringing people together and watching like people make friends with each other. I um, like my coaches now that like they're building their um, teams of clients. They have clients that I've given them. So like I'll do the sales and the marketing clients come in and then I pair them up with a coach. And it's so awesome to see how well they click or like in our networking group. Like I love to bring people together and be like, Oh, wait a minute. Rachel does this. I can connect her with two people. I know, I know someone who has a complimentary business. So even if I'm not connecting you with a paying client, I can connect you with a podcast host or a Facebook live or like guest coaching. Like I love connecting people together. Um, that's probably the biggest part. And then close second, maybe like a tie for first is I am so over toxic diet culture. And I love that I've created something that can scale to be very, very big and to be a direct competitor with these places that are promoting toxic diet culture. Right. The idea. Agree. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm so big on mental health. So when, when someone comes to me and they're like, I feel more confident because of you, like, I really like I'm setting better boundaries with other people because of you. And we call it the bad bitch energy. And, um, in my, in my membership, we call it the bad bitch energy. Um, and that's like, that's what I want women to have. Like, I don't really care what you weigh. I don't care, you know, what kind of clothes you wear or how big your butt is or how flat your abs are. But when you're like, Sarah, I feel like a badass bitch. Like, that's what I want. And in toxic diet culture, there's just no way for you to feel like that because you're under eating, yep. you're drinking steaks instead of eating real food, you're exercising seven days a week, you're 
you know what I mean? Like there's, there, there's so many things in the, in the space that just destroy the mental health of women and it's just not healthy. So like, I think that's, that's, that's definitely like, those are the top two, like connecting women together and building that support and that network and then being able to like destroy toxic life. Oh my God. That seems to me so much. Actually, it's interesting because as you're talking about like community, I was talking to my husband last night about how, I don't know how this came up, but like I was saying, he was, I don't remember, we were talking about something and I, it came up and I was like, you know what I miss the most about owning my yoga studio? Huh. The community. Yeah. About creating friendships, bringing people together, about being a part of that energy. And so I was starting to brainstorm ways that I could create more of that because I really do miss that piece. Yeah. So I get it. There's something so magical about it. And I'm 100% in agreement with you with toxic diet culture. I've never heard anyone call it like that, but that's perfect. I 100% agree. I preach, like, just learn to eat so it's like fuels you. Like, like, I hate this idea that don't eat this, don't eat that. I mean, that shit does not work. Um, It's horrible. It, it really doesn't. And I, this is what drives me the most crazy about it is yeah, you're under eating. There's physical implications to that. But I think what makes me the most upset and I can get like upset about it. Like it really like triggers me sometimes is it's just so incredibly unhealthy for your mental health and to watch women blame themselves for failing at a diet or to just not love themselves and to not respect themselves and to not feel like they're worthy enough of those things because, and it really is because of toxic diet culture, right? They have no confidence in themselves because they've tried all of these things. None of them have worked because they're not meant to. No, they're, they're, they're more, I mean, they're great business if we talk business, but they're not meant honestly for sustained success. No, because do you know what? They wouldn't make the money they made if you were successful, right? So fitness space, the fitness industry, if you will, billion dollar industry, fitness world, the fitness world is generating billions of dollars, billions of dollars. Yet obesity is still an epidemic in our country, right? You still can't stick to it. You still have to start and restart and all these things. And I have to be honest with you. I build a, 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 a program and I've built um, a business around the idea that like, I don't want you to need me forever right? And I'm not generating billions of dollars. Okay. Let's, let's just throw that out there. But like, I can still grow a successful, wealthy business, helping thousands, if not tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of women with that idea that like, I don't want you to need me forever. I don't need to create a product that's going to destroy your mental health just to keep you coming back to me because I want to keep making the money. Well, because you don't live in a lack mentality. You believe there's enough people out there that you don't have to hold on really tight to the people you have. That's so similar to my mentality is like, my goal is work with me six months and some people it's a year, but most people it's six months and then go. Like my goal is not that you have to be dependent on me for the life of your business or your life or whatever. And I agree with you. Like it's, it's, that's not fostering empowerment. That's not fostering, you know, uh, like really tapping into your own being resourceful and tapping into your own 
abilities. If it's like, you always have to count on another person. Like that's just, ugh. It's so funny that you say that resourcefulness because we're kind of revamping our core values right now. Um, not necessarily changing them, but I think just making them a little bit more clear for my team, right? Kind of putting my thoughts onto paper better. And um, this idea of resourcefulness and independence is a big one, right? So we want to teach women, and this goes for my team and my clients. Sure. I want you to be independent. I want you to be resourceful. I want you to use what's here. I want you to learn how to do this on your own, right? Like I, I'm not going to teach you the nitty gritty science stuff of how to build a workout program and how to you know, build a nutrition program because I'm not in the business of certifying personal trainers. But I can teach you healthy habits that you and like tools that you can sure. use right so that you can be independent and the idea is they still stay with me because they like the community they like to be able to talk to their coach I think this idea of like it's lonely at the top whether it's the top of your fitness the top of your business is such a load of shit I will just throw that out there because it can be lonely I don't think it has to and I think that it's a kind of a cliche thought like if you feel lonely, it is your job, right, to surround yourself with people who will support you. And I think it's really, 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 really hard to be successful in, in health and fitness, in business, in whatever, when you don't have the proper support in place, right? Oh, and like, 100%. 100%. Yes. Like you absolutely need the community. I have tried to build a business on my own and piece together like this PDF and this YouTube video and you know, this short course with a coach and it's really, really hard. And I'm also someone, I'm also someone that needs to talk through my shit. Like I can't sit here and like let everything fester in my brain. It really does help me to like talk things out loud. Uh, my team laughs at me because sometimes I'll send them a voice message. And by the end of the voice message, it's like, never mind. I just figured out the answer to this. So <laughs> you can delete this. Like, it's just nice to have someone to like talk things through with, right? And um, I think it just goes back to the mental health thing too. Like I'm so big on mental health yeah. and this yeah. idea of like confidence and ditching anxiety and ditching stress and overwhelm and all these things because there's just, just not a way to live, you it's know? Like, I mean, you can live that way, but like you don't have to, like, why would you choose it? And it's, Yeah. I think, unfortunately, so many people don't realize that it is a choice, that it's something that can be, I always say it's like friending your anxiety, because I don't really love the idea that you have to get rid of it. Because I think like, there's an underlying anxiety that most people live with, but it's so it's not running your life. Like it's learning yeah. how to live with it, and notice it, and then still go do all the shit you want to do in your life. Just don't let it stop you. You don't have to necessarily it can like sit on the shelf. It doesn't have to go outside. Right. And it's like, how do we like, like exercise? You know, I'm a huge fan of meditation. Um, a huge fan of, you know, morning journaling, coaching, calling whatever you want, but like all these ways that these tools that we have to help people. And yeah, it's, a, it's, it's just a choice in life. And just a lot of people don't, I think, understand or realize that it is a choice. Yeah. I think it's, it it's easier said than done because it sounds like it's an easy choice sure. right like uh, um anxiety is one thing I've dealt with anxiety for a long time I think that I didn't truly appreciate how my anxiety was um affecting me until I really started this journey of like working out doing mindset work 
uh, trying to identify triggers, like this whole journey of like personal development really made me think a little about like, wow, I've been struggling with anxiety for a long time. And I've just been labeled as like a bitch because my anxiety comes out as moodiness. Right. And like spontaneity makes me anxious. And when I'm anxious, I'm moody, I'm irritable. Right. So anyway, welcome to the team. Right. Yeah. Um, we could talk about anxiety probably for a whole episode. I'm sure there, it has manifested in a lot of different ways. And I think that a lot of times we can't, it's hard to identify anxiety, but the biggest thing for me was depression. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I first went through my divorce, I like, didn't want to get out of bed. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to ride my horses. I didn't want to hang out with my friends. Like, and I lived a thousand miles away from home. I lived by myself. I had moved into a different apartment. So it was me. I had a dog at the time, two cats and my two horses. And it was like, that depression to me, it's easy to be like, oh, it's a choice. But to, I think it's this deep rooted feeling of like, this is not working for me, right? Like I, I can't live like this. And I think that sometimes you have that realization that like, I can't live like this, but then out of fear, like you don't think you're good enough to not live like exactly. that, right? Like, and you might choose to be like, okay, this, this depression's not working for me, but then your subconscious brain comes in and was like, well, this is just what you're meant to be. Like, this is just who you are. You're not good enough to not be depressed. And this is like the devil we know. For me, I am um, an Enneagram eight, so I'm a challenger. And like, I just, I challenge everything. I always have since I was a kid. Like I challenge the status quo and I, I strongly, strongly refuse to believe this idea of like, well, it just is what it is. And like, that's how things have always been, or this is just how it's going to be. I've never been that way. So for me, it was like when I was laying in that bed and you have to take time to process your emotions, right? But when I was in that bed, like so depressed, hating my life, hating myself, you know, blaming myself for everything. And like at the time I had gained weight, I wasn't fitting any of my clothes. You know, it had gotten to the point where I would come home for holidays and all my friends were co- from college would be like, damn girl, you're getting thick. Like it was like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't mean it in a bad way, but it was just something that people were noticing. I was noticing So you have the physical side of things, the mental side of things. And then there's just this deep rooted like urge that says, you can't live like this. Like, this is not how it's meant to be. Right. And when you have that realization, it's just a matter of like one foot in front of the other. Like I started to force myself to go to the gym and I knew that I wouldn't get out of that bed to go to the gym. So I would pair the gym with like when I was at work. So like I would either go before work or after work, but I knew if I got back in that bed, I wasn't getting out. Right. So, and when I didn't want to go, I'd go to the gym and I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go. I'm going to spend 10 minutes and then I'm going to go home because I don't want to be here. But then after 10 minutes, it's like, I feel good. Right. You know? And like, I was all, I also, I'll just tell you everything about me. So I'm also an ambivert. So I'm like a quintessential, like I have aspects of introvert and extrovert where I'm not uh, more of either one. And the biggest aspect for me is when I'm around other people, I'm energized like an extrovert, um, which was helpful in the gym because I was around other people. Um, But I'm an introvert in the sense that like I will be energized around people, but then I hit a point where the tank is just a little too full. I'm drained and I need my alone time to to like recoup from being energized with people. Um, so being in the gym around people would like kind of get me going after 10 minutes. I was like, all right, well, I'm already here. So I might as well stay. 
you know, and then that kind of just snowballs into these other things. And I still think I still deal with like symptoms of like depression and my depression is definitely, um, what's the word, uh, situational, right? Mm -hmm. Like based on like major life events, like getting divorced, or I really struggled after my spinal fusion. That was, I would rather go through three more divorces than another, another spinal fusion. I'll tell you that. That must've been bad. I definitely would not want to go through three more divorces. No, like (laughs) that done that. (laughs) Hoping never to do it again. No. And like, I'm done done with divorce, right? We're not doing that shit no more. But um, the idea that, the idea that you can kind of like blame someone else and it's like, well, you're over here. You did this thing to me, right? So it's easy to be like, okay, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm going to remove you from the equation. But when it's a spinal fusion, it's you. Mm-hmm. There's no one else to really like blame. There's no one else to really get away from. It's you fighting with your own body. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I'm just going to remove myself from this person because it's you, honey. Like you, you can't remove yourself from it. It's yeah, that was a struggle. I'm sure. Yeah. I think, I think you kind of nailed it. Like I agree. Like when I always say it's a choice, it's like, but often we don't realize it's a choice. It's like, of course it like, you know, to someone who's got healthy brain right now, who's in a good space, everything's not everything, but life in general is going well. It seems like it'd be so easy, but when you're in that headspace, you can't even see that it's a choice. And that's why if we bring it back to support, it's so important to have support, whatever types of support you need in your life, in your business, all of it, because often we can't see what's right in front of us, what we need. But when we have the eyes of other people, they can help us see what we truly want and need to see. Yeah. And I mean, Support can come in all sorts of ways, right? Like it comes from friends, it can come from family, it can come from, you know, coaches, it can come from therapists. Like there's no right or wrong, a mentor, there's no right or wrong ways to find support. But I do think it's essential in our lives to surround ourselves. And if you don't have that, then go out and find it. Like join a membership like Sarah's where it's a supportive community, right? Where you can meet other people that are maybe, you know, struggle with things that you might struggle with, or even if you just get a coach that's there to check in with you, right? Like it's so invaluable. It's crazy people. Um, anyways, speaking of which, so Sarah and I've worked a little bit together so tell them a little bit, Sarah, what it's like to get support. I love how this like just fell into <laughs> from like a coach, like, or from, I'll just be more specific, me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm a coachaholic, I think. So I love that. Me too. Well, I'm a coachaholic. Oh my God. Sarah, you have some of the best terms. I'm so stealing that. A coachaholic. <laughs> I, can, I don't think I can claim that one. I don't know where I heard that for the first time, but. I like, it's so funny because the first coach I ever hired, I had a terrible experience with. Mm. And um, it was like a very, it was like a big coach hurt situation. And I immediately went into another coach and I couldn't tell you why. It sounded like a terrible idea at the time to most people. So to be honest with you, for my friends and family, I just didn't even talk about it, right? Because it's like, you're spending how much money a month on what? 
um, actually Jenna Corelli was, she wasn't my first coach, but my first coach like introduced me to Jenna. So I got out of my contract with the first coach and went immediately to Jenna for this like high level coaching uh, with her. I've been with her now forever, but that kind of was like, that kind of rebuilt my confidence of like, okay, not every like program sucks. Not every coach sucks. And since then I've hired other coaches. I've had coach hurt um, again, but I think I've had more positive experiences than I've had not. And I've also tried to do it on my own. And we're talking specifically about business, but this goes for health too, for me anyway, like I tried to do it on my own. And in health and fitness, I had an interest in learning the back end of it and becoming certified and doing that kind of stuff. So I spent a lot of time learning how to be the expert. But when it comes to my business, I have no interest in learning how to be an expert in sales copy, website building, uh, graphic design. Like it sounds great, but like, no. No, it's just not your your zone of genius. Right. So I really find a lot of value in the support for people who are outside of my zone of genius. And specifically with you, um, you and I both have a marketing plan to utilize um, a specific Facebook group, right? As part of the marketing plan. And I've seen you show up like so consistently in that Facebook group. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I need to kind of pick her brain about how she utilizes that Facebook group so I can get more out of it. Um, And I also don't ever ask anyone to pick their brain for free. So... (laughs) I'm like, uh, this would be what I owe you, right, for a session. I think the biggest thing, though, was I can identify a lot of things that go on in my head because I'm painfully self-aware. Um, but sometimes like, I can identify the issue. I just don't know how to work through it on my own. And I think that's where I was with you. So we, I know you and I had spent a lot of time on like the mindset side of things. And it was like, okay, kind of digging around and figuring out where does it come from? And like figuring out how to actually work through it because you kind of get stuck at a certain point, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're just starting or whether you're a little bit higher level, there's going to be a point where you get like a little stuck. Like you have done everything that you can on your own. And now it's like, okay, how do I like keep going? Like, it feels like I'm kind of just like turning my wheels in the mud right now. And I'm like trying to get out of it. And it's like, you know, I ride quads. So like I'm in my quad and I'm just like, I can feel it moving it's stuck in the mud. And to me, that's like the analogy of my life. Cause I'm like, I can feel that I'm like ready to take the next step in my business. I feel that I am ready to take the next step in like my mindset, my personal development. Um, even like my relationship, this is interesting. I kind of, I went to, um, I go to therapy now because I can feel that we're like in my relationship that we need something else. And like, we're doing really, really good, but to take us to the next level, Um, in terms of like connection and stuff like that, I'm like, I need to go to therapy and work through some of my shit. Right. And it's like to, to deal with this, like resistance that I have around certain things, I needed a higher level, um, perspective, I guess would be the good word. Right. Yeah. But all these things we talked about, like surrounding yourself with people and, um, having like someone to talk it out with and someone who's just like a couple levels above you to be like, here's what you can do to like get out of the mud um, is kind of where I was at when I, when I came to you. Yeah. I love that. I, I taught, it's interesting. Cause I, I wrote something recently about like feeling like you're just like on the cusp of something Yes, like, wherever it is. And it's like, I just need like a, like someone to get the back end of my car push it just enough because those, like you said, the wheels are spinning and it's interesting. I love that metaphor you use because I often feel that way. I know with my coach is like, I just talk like word vomit 
And then she hears me and like, I don't even realize sometimes, like, I think we all do this is like what I'm saying and how those words like actually affect us. Yeah. Like, they just feel like facts yeah. or truths and they're not. And then when they're like, like, okay, so let's look at this and then let's like dig a little bit. Okay. So now we know that. All right. Now we can be more aware of it. Yep. And that's what kind of helps get us those wheels, like getting out of the dark, right. Getting out of the mud and then taking it and like, okay, what are we going to do with it now? Right. Like let's move forward. Anyways, it's super, it's just super fun work. Um, I loved, I love working with you, Sarah. You just remind me so much of myself, like what, 20 years ago, almost. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm not 47, 44. So whatever, 50 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'm not going to age myself any older than I already am, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, having support, however you find it is so important. And, um, I just want to say to our, my listeners here who are listening, if you're feeling right now, like you could use a little bit of support in your health and wellness, you totally should reach out to Sarah, um, and her team. Sarah is just so easy to talk with. And I find it ironic that people thought you were bitchy because that never in a million years came across my mind. Um, if anything, I thought the exact opposite, although I can totally resonate with that because I'm very much like that too. I'm very much extrovert introvert. So when I'm around people, it energizes me. I think that's why I love what I do. But then if I don't get enough of like alone time, I'm like exhausted, grouchy, moody, bitchy. Yeah. So yes, I've been said, told the same thing. Um, and I just think well, also that when you're like confrontational, right? Like when you just say it like it is, that is sometimes an excuse to be an asshole. But like when you really are like, I'm a confrontational person. Like I'm not afraid to have hard conversations. I'm not afraid to say what's on my mind. And I try to like- makes you an amazing coach. Thank you. And you know, like, I think that is intimidating to a lot of people. I think also it's very intimidating to some people that I'm very, very, very confident in who I am. And I have a loud voice. I talk fast. You know what I mean? Like I- I'm a lot at first and I, I'm okay with that. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, it can be intimidating. And I think people can very mis, um, uh, commonly misconstrue confidence and confrontational type energy or like that type eight, like challenger type energy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to challenge you on certain things, a lot of things, right? Like I'm going to challenge you to be better, but I'm also going to challenge like limiting beliefs. I'm going to challenge, um, like social injustice, you know, that type of thing. Like if you come out and have like some kind of microaggression, I'm going to challenge you about it, right? Um, If I'm triggered in terms of anxiety, I'm going to be moody. And I think that just intimidates some people. Um, But then it's like, you get, like you have like one conversation with me and you're usually, usually people are like, oh, okay. Like it's fine. (laughs) Absolutely. So. Well, I I think you're doing incredible work, Sarah. I think it's, what you're creating is going to change so many people's lives, which is the point, right? I mean, yeah. I think that confidence though is what will attract the right people to use because they crave it, right? Like yeah. I know that for me too. A lot of people said that, well, you're just so confident. I'm like, well, it wasn't always a, I've worked very hard on it. And um, yeah, I want to be, I want to be that example for people. And um, I, I think, I believe that you do too. And Anyways, I think I always believe everything happens for a reason. I believe we met for a reason. I'm grateful yeah. for you. 
Um, and I'm going to share all your information Yes. show notes, but go ahead and just shout it out. What is the name of your studio? How can they find you? Where can they find you? So if they're listening right now and they're not a show notes person, I know some people aren't, I know I'm not, I listen to a podcast and if I don't write it down, it's done. Um, so tell them. So the easiest way to find me is uh, my website, which has like literally everything is linked to the website. Um, it's gam-fitness.com. So G-E-M-fitness.com. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram, Sarah Gemmel um, underscore. But if you search Sarah Gemmel, you'll find me. Um, Sarah with an H, Gemmel with two M's, two L's. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think but the easiest thing is the website. Like all my social medias are linked there. Um, we call our membership the Gum Fit Squad. Um, so the Gum Fit Squad information is on the website. Like literally everything is there. The only thing you won't find on the website is our networking group, um, just because. Um, so if you have interest in that, you can just find me on Instagram and message me. And the name of the networking group in case anyone wants to join us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Badass women in business. We are the badass women in business. Uh, badass is one word. Um, right now you can find us on Facebook. Um, and hopefully soon we'll have an Instagram. So cool. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for taking time out of your day. Yes. To chat with me and um everyone out there go follow sarah she's awesome join her fit squad and um yeah we're having a little dance here <laughs> super fun and i will see you all next week for another awesome. episode see ya Thanks for listening to this episode of The Wellness Boss. If you want to learn more about my work, come visit me at rachelbethcoaching.com. That's Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Beth, B-E-T-H, coaching.com. See you next week.